Thank you very much, Araceli, for that wonderful and that generous introduction. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Wu. I'm a field application scientist here at Kaiju Digital Insights. And today, we're going to look at the long read analysis using Kaiju's CLC Genomics Workbench with highlights of the new features introduced in 2024. So we have a very packed agenda today. We're going to look at what is Kaiju's CLC Genomics Workbench. On today's pre-meeting poll, I can see that about 75% of you have zero or negligible prior experience with the software. So let's just walk through what the software is, what it can do for you to not only help you analyze your long read data, but also additional NGS data that you may have. We're then going to look at the Nova assembly from how to install the plugin, importing the data, all of the analytical tools that we can apply, some new features such as the structural variant calling, and some genome finishing tools that we can apply to the context that we assemble with our long read. We're then going to look at additional functionalities within the long read support. So these two uh, tools include the RNA-seq analysis and Epicon metagenomics as well. Before we begin, a legal disclaimer that the products shown here are intended for molecular biology applications, and these products are not intended for the diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a disease. Thank you for participating in the pre-meeting poll. We try to keep these webinars interactive, so if you will be launching additional polls throughout today's training just to help me get more information about the attendees uh, such as yourselves. If you have any questions during the talk, please feel free to use the Q&A box in your Zoom uh, toolbox. On the call today, I have Araceli and Deb, my fellow field application scientists. I also have on the call today, Paul Daniel, one of our wonderful, amazing account managers and our CLC um, associate director, would be more than happy to answer any licensing questions you may have about the software. After the training is over, feel free to click on the webinar registration link, refill your information, and your today's recording will be available on demand for you. And like I said, we try to keep these webinars interactive. So from time to time, I'll be asking for quick feedback through that raise hand button. If you could go ahead and press that raise hand button for me, just so I know that we have a live audience today, that would be greatly appreciated. So once again, please feel free to locate that raise 10 button in your Zoom link. Feel free to give that a go. That would be greatly appreciated. Great, I can see many of you can navigate through that. Thank you very much. All right, so let's go ahead and look at what CLC Genomics Workbench is. So CLC Genomics Workbench is a Swiss knife software that allows you to analyze all types of next generation sequencing data. So all, not only can you analyze your long read data, but as you can see, you can expand the software to analyze your short read RNA-seq, single cell RNA-seq. For those of you doing metagenomics and microbial typing, we also have tools available for you to do microbiome profiling, microbial isolate typing. We also have one of the fastest or the fastest pipeline to process fast cube files to VCF 
as you can see, within one software, users can analyze all types of NGS data. Today, we'll be focused on focusing on the long reads analysis pipeline. And let's look at what we can do with the long reads analysis. One typical question we get is, well, are these pipelines used in publications and in various different scientific uh, fields? And in fact, here are three various different publications that have used long reads to do the novel assembly, to do step calling, indel calling, as well as any structural bearing calling and generating phylogenetic trees. We can also see this particular publication using long reads for antimicrobial resistance profile. So as you can see from these examples that the pipelines in CLC genomic corpage have been used for various different publications. So what are some of the various different results that we can generate from CLC genomic corpage? The long reads support plugin is a collection of tools developed for working with long, airborne reads, such as those produced by the single molecule sequencing technologies of PAC Biosciences or Oxford Nanopore Technologies. So using CLC Genomics Workbench, we can turn those sequencing reads and assemble them as context. So on the top here, we have a report showing us the various different contexts that we have assembled using our Oxford Nanopore long reads. On the bottom here, we can align our context, our assembled context, to a known reference to see how well our assembly um, matches up with a reference genome. If a reference genome is available from a closely related strain or species, we can generate a whole genome alignment, as we've seen in the previous slide. And here we have moved that up to the top. And we could also map the reads to the reference. So in this case, what we can do is we can map the reads to a assembled context to see whether there are particular areas that may be worth noting. In this example here, we can see that the five prime end of the context that have been assembled really lacks a lot of reads to help us validate our context assembly. So this is a good way of identifying problem areas that perhaps we may have to reassemble, or perhaps we have to do additional technique to fill that hole. We can also blast our context assembled in CLC Genomic Workbench at NCBI. So once we have assembled our context, we can send those contexts to blast and blast these contexts against NCBI database see whether there are any sequences similar to our context that we have assembled. So in our example today, we can see that the context here matches the species that we have assembled against. The Seracea marcinus uh, species right there. Because long reads are air prone, with some estimates between 10 and 30%, we can use the more accurate short reads to polish these de novo assembled genomes. So in this pairwise comparison table, looking at the average nucleotide identity on the 
right quadrant here, we can see that the percentage improves from 99.83 all the way to 99.93. We can also see that the average percentage of alignment has increased from 99.52 before polishing to 99.79 after polishing with short reads. Once we have assembled our genome, CLC Genomics Workbench provides additional genome finishing tools to improve the contiguity, completeness, and correctness of the de novo assembled genome. So in this example, we can see that the analyzed context function provides a report of the areas in the assembled context that may require attention. So here we can see that there are certain areas that have low coverage or just have a single strand coverage for that particular area. So this will help us determine whether we need increased depth of sequencing or if we need to switch to an amplicon-based approach. So with these various different illustrations that I've seen thus far, that I've shown thus far, I'm going to quickly launch a poll to see if these are the types of genome assembly tools that you're looking for for your long read data analysis. So please feel free to use the pre-meeting poll to see if these are the types of analysis that you're looking for to help you assemble your genomes. I can see that many of you are here just to learn. That's great. Hopefully by the end of today's webinar, uh, you have taken something away from you, uh, with you for your long read support. And I can see that many of you, these are exactly what the types of tools that you're looking for for your long reads support. And for those of you who may be looking for something different, please feel free to use that Q&A box to let us know what are the features you're looking for for your long read support. And remember, at the end of today's seg segment, we're going to talk about the RNA-seq for our long read as well as the metagenomics for long read as well. The results are wonderful. Once we assemble contigs, that's wonderful. Once we align them, that's wonderful. But scientists who are new to bioinformatics and are afraid that they're not processing the data appropriately, we can generate QC reports. So in this case, we can generate a QC report or de novo assembled reads to see how many contigs we have assembled and what is the N50 for the assembled context. We can also generate QC reports for remapping. We can generate QC reports for sequencing reads. So we can generate all types of statistics to ensure that our data analysis is appropriate for our results. CLC Genomics Workbench also creates log files. So in the past, I've met scientists who have worked in public health labs who need to keep meticu meticulously organized and detailed records of their analysis. So CLC Genomics Workbench makes this record keeping simple and automatic. Additionally, imagine when you're ready to move on to your next professional endeavor, having log reports allows you to pass down your experimental details so that the person inheriting your project repeat your analysis without any trouble. So here we can see the version of the software we're using, who ran the 
analysis and the parameters used, as well as the files that was used to complete our de novo assembly. DLC Genomics Workbench is also scalable. We can run the program on a standalone laptop or workstation. In cases where we have increased number of samples, and in the pre-meeting poll, I've noticed that many of you are running between 10 to 100 samples, where you perhaps need a shorter turnaround time, we can use leverage the CLC genomic server to extend the functionality of the software to increase the turnaround time. We can also use the CLC genomics cloud module leveraging the AWS, again, to process increased number of samples in a faster turnaround time. So what are some of the features of the software? It is a user-friendly interface with ready-to-use and customizable workflows. The interactive visualizations in the results facilitate users such as yourselves with easy analysis. We can scale the software for high throughput settings. The software is fully documented and supported by PhD-level scientists such as myself, 20 hours of the day, five days of the week. Its modular design allows you to install plugins that may be useful and necessary for your analysis. It's developed under quality standard, works on Windows, Mac, Linux, works with reads from most platforms, including short and long reads, and it is GMP ready as well. So for those of you who are looking at a data set that perhaps you would like to try out, here we have the feasibility of using MinION long reads and Illumina short reads to assemble the genome of this particular species. We'll be using a reference genome from this file project to examine how our de novo assembly compares to the reference. So feel free to download the tutorial data here in the PDF, which also provides a step-by-step -step guide of how to set up your de novo long read genome assembly. So I'll give it a couple of seconds here for those of you who are interested in opening up this PDF and downloading the data. So for those of you who would like to see how the software looks, let's go ahead and jump into the software and start off by downloading the Long Reads plugin. So here is the software and because of the modular design of the software, we can pick and choose the types of plugins that we want to download. So for those of you who are using CLC Genomics Workbench and who has opened up the software on your computer, feel free to go to the top right-hand corner and press on that plugin button on the top right-hand corner. One thing I do want to make a note is that notice we are running CLC Genomics Workbench version 24. So everything that I'm going to show today will be generated on version 24. Some of the results may look different in version 23. Feel free to upgrade to version 24. You can have multiple versions of CLC Genomics Workbench on the same computer. So for those of you who may be running version 23, may be scared of updating it to version 24, 
feel free to download version 24 and keep both versions on your computer. All right, so let's go ahead and again, click on this plugin button. And here we can see two different tabs, a manage plugins and a download plugins. And because I've already downloaded my CLC long read plugin right here, we can find that plugin underneath the manage plugin button. However, for those of you who are new to CLC Genomic Workbench and want to find the plugins, feel free to click on the Download Plugins tab where you can download and install the appropriate plugin. So again, in the slideshow, I have uh, demonstrated going to that Download Plugin, looking for that long read support, press that Download and Install, and agree to the terms and conditions and press OK. One more trick that I will also mention is that for those of you who are running CLC Genomics Workbench on a Windows, let's go ahead and exit all of this for a second. Make sure you run CLC Genomics Workbench as an administrator. So once again, for those of you who are running CLC Genomics Workbench on a Windows, computer, please right-click on CLC Genomics Workbench and click on Run as Administrator. And that allows you to install the various different plugins. Oh, let's go ahead and exit of that. Go back to CLC. And once again, plugins, download plugins, and then look for the plugins that we're going to need for today's webinar. So that includes the genome finishing module. We're also going to need the long read support. And the third one is going to be the whole genome alignment. So once again, in my slideshow, feel free to look for not only the long read support, but also the genome finishing, as well as the whole genome alignment. So once you have those downloaded and installed within CLC Genomics Workbench, where can we find these tools? Once those tools have been downloaded and installed, what we can do is we can go to the toolbox here on the left-hand side of our window, click on the toolbox tab, and this is where we can find various different tools associated with long reads. So let's go ahead and find our long reads. Let's see, right here, we have our genome finishing, and we also have our genome alignment. So that allows us to validate that we have downloaded and installed the three plugins that we'll need for today's webinar. So after that, what we can do is let's go ahead and import our Oxford Nanopore reads. So to do so, let's go ahead and go to the top left-hand corner and click on this import button. So again, import, 
And here you can see we can import various types of read samples. So for short reads, we can click on Illumina. But for today, let's go ahead and click on this Oxford Nanopore. So once again, import Oxford Nanopore. And of course, if you have packed bio, feel free to navigate to the packed bio and you'll see two options, the packed bio long reads versus the packed bio on soap. Again, import Oxford Nanopore. And this allows us to import our Oxford Nanopore read. The first dialog asks us, where do we want to run the software? Workbench represents running it locally. If we have the server option, we can choose the next two. This is the Amazon Cloud, so the Cloud module. And the integration of the two is the fourth option. So let's go ahead and click on the Workbench option. Let's go ahead and import our Oxford Nanopore read locally. We can import from either local, AWS, or base space for Illumina reads. But let's go ahead and click on File System, Add Files. And this is where we can navigate for our to our sample. So again, let's go ahead and click on this Add Files. Look for MinRL FastQ. Click on Open. And then we'll be ready to go. So main aisle, click on open. And now that we have our file, we can click on next. Let's go ahead and save our FastQ files. And a lot of our customers really enjoy being able to create logs. This is very useful, especially when you have any errors that pop up. Clicking on next allows us to create a new folder. So let's go ahead and just create a new 2024-0213. And I'm just going to call this live demo. I'm also going to create a second subfolder. And I'm just going to call it raw read. And then by clicking on finish, we can keep track of the progress by going to the processes tab. And that allows us to see the progress. And as we can see, the reads have already been imported. So again, import Oxford Nanopore. This is where we can find our Oxford Nanopore read, where we can add the files, click on Next, and then we can choose where to save our files. And if we navigate in our navigation area on the top here, we'll be able to find our Oxford Nanopore reads. All right, so now that we have our plugins, now that we have our data, let's go ahead and look at the de novo assembly tools available to you in CLC Genomics Workbench. So here we have a correct long read, the novel assemble long reads, map long reads to a reference, polish with short reads, the RNA-seq analysis, 
as well as the structural variant color for long read. So let's go ahead and look at the first tool that we're going to be using today, which is the de novo assemble long reads. And by the end of this tool, we're going to be able to generate a report as well as a table of the various different contexts that have been generated. So to locate the long read tool, let's go ahead and go back to the toolbox tab. And underneath the long read support, feel free to either double click or use this little plus minus sign. We can see that there is the long read assemble read or the novel assemble long reads. Feel free to open that up. And again, the first prompt is going to ask us, where do we want to run this? So we can run this again locally on the server or on the AWS cloud. Clicking on next, this allows us to choose the long reads that we would like to use for the novel assembly. Clicking on next, this allows us to choose whether we want to polish with the reads. So in this case, polish with the long read. We can see what type of minimum contact length we want for our results. In this case, let's go ahead and change this value to one, meaning let's keep all contacts that have been assembled. So in the past, I've worked with customers who may not want to keep short contacts and they just want to retain long contacts. And this is where they would change this value to filter out the short contacts that they may not want for downstream analysis. For those of you working with PacBio Hi-Fi, feel free to use this dialog to help you change your uh, parameters. After that, let's go ahead and click on Next. We can create a report. We can create an assembly graph. And then we can save the results and create a log. So let's go ahead and click on Next. Let's go ahead and find the folder that we just created. Let's create a new folder. Let's say two, and then I'll just say de novo assembly and click on okay. And then we can click on finish. So using that raise hand button, how many of you find that setup to be a lot easier than having to run command line tools? So any of you in the audience working with command line tools, or perhaps you don't have experience with command line tools, how many of you would find this particular software to be easier to set up your analysis? I can see a couple of you finding this to be useful. That's great. And while this is running, let's go ahead and see if there are any questions that I can take live for our first live Q&A break. Awesome, Tim. Um, so we do have uh, the questions that came in. And again, if you guys have any questions, please go ahead and utilize that Q&A box. Look at the bottom of your screen um, as that's going to help us, help us keep track of the questions that are coming in and those that are being answered. Um, so one of the questions that came up is, um, where can I find uh, technical notes for the algorithms um, that are utilized in um, the, uh, the plugins that you're using in the tools? Yeah, absolutely. So. This software, um, as we've talked about in the introduction, is very well documented. 
So for those of you who may be interested in what is our de novo assemble, assembly long reads algorithm, feel free to click on this help button. And this help button will talk about where we get the tool from, what inspired us. And of course, we do do optimization of the algorithms for CLC Genomic Workbench. And it actually goes into a lot of details about all of the various different uh, parameters that are used in the software. And it talks about the parameters. Perhaps it gives you recommendations for how to change these and how to set them up. And then, of course, it also gives you a tab for all of the results. So all of the tools within CLC Genomics Workbench, they are documented. And you can look at all of the various different tools and even get the bibliography for the tools as well. Awesome. Um, so I just launched a quick poll just to get a feedback in terms of Tim's speed. Um, so in the meantime, while you guys have that uh, poll, another question that came in is, um, can the software assemble complete genomes from metagenomics, short or long reads? Yes, absolutely. And one of the tools that you may be interested in would be under the microbial genomics module, where we can actually bin the reads based on pan genomes. And then once you bin that, you can take those reads for genome assembly. For short reads, we also have short read genome assembly. So feel free to check that out as well. So this the genome assembly, novel genome assembly in CLC is not just restricted to long reads. You can also use short read um, using, let's see, the novel assembly right here. Awesome. Um, so another question that came in is, can we run uh, replicates out? at one time, or do we have to run individual samples? So you can, depending on your computer, you can launch the tool three times and have the three separate samples run in parallel. Or if you will have three, let's say you have three FASTQ files that you want to collapse into one, choose all three in your input and do not check this batch button. So that means that all three FASTQ files are going to be collapsed into one for your analysis. So that is a possibility for you to combine all three together. Awesome. And so another question that came in is, um, can we, um, for, for uh, paired read sequences, can we import sequences that are from different lanes? Yeah, absolutely. So. Feel free to import, and then let's say if it's Illumina, you can use the Illumina to combine lanes, so you can join the reads from different lanes here, so that is a possibility. Or if you have the short reads imported in and you're like, oh crap, I forgot, feel free to figure it when you do your uh, read settings. Awesome. So it looks to me like you still have plenty of um, topics to cover. Um, so we're going ahead and let you uh, continue. But again, if you guys have any questions, please utilize that Q&A box. Um, type in those questions and we'll have another Q&A session coming up shortly. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much, Araceli. And thank you, everybody, for being so interactive today. Really appreciate it. So just as a reminder, we first we downloaded the plugins using the plugins button button on the top right-hand corner. We then imported, let's go ahead and close that. We then imported our FASTQ files through that import button 
using the Oxford Nanopore option. And then we launched our tool here in the Genovo Assemble Long Reads where we selected where we want to run the software. We selected our sequencing reads and then we configured the pipelines so that we can save our results. So let's go ahead and take a look at, see as we can see, the results are already done. So let's go ahead and look at what we generate at the end. So we went from FASTQ files with all of these various different reads with the quality scores to assembled context. In this case, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven contexts assembled. And on the bottom here, we can see various different views associated with this file. So for example, if we want to look at the results table, we can simply click on this little table button to see the context, the size, and the start of the sequence. By clicking on any of these rows, we can actually create a new sequence list, and open that up to, for further analysis. Those of you interested in where do we find the and the automatic log report. So we can see that there is this history tab associated here where we can see, again, the version of the software, the version of the plugin, who ran the software, and all of the parameters used to generate the result, and the file used to generate the result. So all of these are recorded with the uh, results. The next thing we can do is we can look at the uh, graph, see the assembly graph to see how the contexts were assembled. We can also look at the QC report for the de novo assembly. And many users who have interacted with interacted with with de novo assembly, they're very interested in the N50 metric for the context assembly. And the last thing is the log. So here we can see the time used to do the assembly, the description, and if there are any errors uh, associated with a particular workflow, these will also be listed in the log. And feel free to send those to us from technical support. And for those of you who are interested in how to send these report to us, there is this support button on the top right-hand corner that allows us to send results, send logs, data to our technical support team for troubleshooting. So again, that is our Genova assembly. Assembly these contexts, we have to see what, how well did our contexts assemble, right? So the tool that we can use is the whole genome alignment. In this case, what we can do is we can first create a whole genome alignment, followed by average nucleotide identity comparison. So to import any FASTA files, so let's go ahead and close all of these various different tabs. How do we import files? Again, let's go ahead and go to the import button here on the top left-hand corner. And 
ASTE files, we can use this standard import. So that allows us to import our FASTA file. So again, we can select FASTA, automatic import, and we can save this into our folder. So once again, if we go to our folder, this is our FASTA with the various different reference genomes for our alignment. So let's go ahead and see how we can align our list of contexts right here to this reference genome. So going to our toolbox tab here, let's go ahead and scroll down so that we can find our whole genome alignment. And let's go ahead and use this whole genome alignment tool. If we double click on this tool, this allows us to select two sequences. So here we can select our whole genome, select our context, clicking on next. Here we can choose the alignment option. And if we have a reference genome we want to use, we can also use that here. But for now, let's go ahead and save the result, create a log. Let's go ahead and click on next. Let's go ahead and create a third folder. There we go. Old genome alignment. And then we can run the whole genome alignment. As you can see, it's progressing nicely. We can check the progress using that processes tab. So while this is running, let's go ahead and talk about once again, launching the tool, selecting your reads, using the default settings for your whole genome alignment and saving your results. Going to the process tab, we can see that the alignment has been completed. So let's open up the alignment. And, you know, as a whole, the alignment of our Novo assembly looks pretty good, right? But if we zoom in to one of the sections of the Novo assembly in the alignment, we can see that in this particular chromosome right here, there is a gap missing, right? So what we can do is we can extract that information, remap that to a reference to see how well that is for our uh, contact assembly and for our reads. But with this whole genome alignment, what we can do is we can also create an average nucleotide identity comparison. Again, from that genome alignment, let's go ahead and calculate our average nucleotide identity and average percent alignment percentage. So feel free to use these default settings. And let's say if you change these default settings to play around with these default settings, and you forgot what the default settings are, go ahead and click on this reset button, allows you to reset all of the various values to the default. Let's go ahead and click on next, say, create a log. And this allows us to create the average identity. And unfortunately, the we can see from the number that the average nuclear identity is 99.82%, while the alignment percentage is 
So how do we know that what the top quadrant and bottom quadrant represent? Here on the right-hand side, we can see that the top quadrant is the average nucleotide identity, and then the bottom quadrant is for alignment percentage. So again, let's go ahead and talk about how we created this result. First, we created an average, or sorry, we created a whole genome alignment using our reference genome with our sampled context. And then we created the average nucleotide identity comparison from that whole genome alignment. So remember how we talked about that the, let's go back to the alignment, that for one of the contexts, let's go ahead and go to this section, there seems to be a lot of missing reads or perhaps not a lot of assembly here at the five prime end. But what we can do is we can use the map reads to reference to investigate how many reads do we have with our assembled context. So again, what we can do is we can look at the coverage at that five prime end. So here we have a screenshot of the nice coverage in the middle, but we can also see that the five prime end of this particular chromosome is actually missing. So to set this up, let's go ahead and go to our toolbox. Let's go ahead and go up to the long read support tools again. And let's go ahead and use the map long reads to reference. So here we can select the sequencing reads. So in this case, let's go ahead and select our Oxford nanopore reads. And we're going to align that to the context that we have just produced from our de novo assembly, because we want to see how well how many reads are present throughout the assembled context. Clicking on next, here we can either choose the automatic read alignment, or if you would like, feel free to play around with these various different alignment parameters. For those of you who may be new to bioinformatics, remember, feel free to click on this help button, and that's gonna talk about all of the various different parameters that are available for you to optimize your read alignment. And on next, we can create a read track. If you just want to create the read mapping, so feel free to do so. We can collect the unmapped reads. So any reads that do not map to the reference, we can collect that. We can also create a report for our mapping. So let's go ahead and create a report. Feel free to create a log as well. Clicking on next. And let's go ahead and click on map long reads to reference. Clicking on finish, we can look at the process to see how fast it goes. So once again, after we have done the genome alignment as well as the average nucleotide identity comparison, we can map our reads to either the reference or to our sampled context 
to see how well do the reads map to either one of these sequences. But to do so, we can launch the tool. We can select our sequencing reads. We can select our reference, change the mapping options, and then save our results. So once again, it's done. Let's go ahead and open this up. This is where we can see this chromosome, we can see a lot of reads mapped to our sample context. This one, pretty decent throughout. But here, for this particular chromosome, we can see that the five prime end of the context really lacks a lot of sequencing depth compared to the rest of the chromosome. So what we can do is we can zoom in. So using the zoom button, we can see the amount of reads, in this case, a couple, a couple lots, see how well is that particular section covered. So all of 92 reads at the five prime end of this chromosome, there seems to be only evidence with one read. And this is expandable, so we can scroll up and down, see if there are any more reads to support that particular section. So in the tutorial, it does go into how we can select this, the reads from this particular uh, chromosome. So what we can do is we can click on a particular chromosome, generate the read mappings from that, reassemble that, and create a new contact list. And unfortunately, today we don't have time to go through that process, but feel free to access that tutorial to see how we can extract reads from a particular chromosome, reassemble that contig, and update our contig list with the reassembled contigs as well. So now that we have our assembled contigs, we can send those contigs to BLAST to BLAST against NCBI reference databases. So in this case, what we can do is we can go to the toolbox right here, and underneath the NCBI BLAST, there is the BLAST at NCBI tool. So just like any other tool, we can launch the BLAST at NCBI. We can select either entire context, or if you would like, you can extract the information from a particular reference. So let's go ahead and open up the assembled context. We can extract sequence and then save as a individual. So let's go ahead and go to that table and let's go ahead and select a new, uh, the shortest config. In this case, I've selected this one that's three kilobase. So again, feel free to open up that config list, go to the table, click on the row, and then here we can create a new sequence list. So this allows us to create a new sequence list. We can save this. So let's go ahead and click on, right click on the tab, save as, and let's just create a new folder. So let's see, we're up to five, blast at NCPI. Click on okay. And now we have the sequence there. 
this allows us to blast just one of the contexts. Of course, we can blast all seven contexts if we wanted to. Select that reference or select this sequence. Click on Next. Choose the program and database you would like to run the blast against. And here, let's just do the number of hits to, uh, we'll just isolate that to the first 10. Click on Next. Save, create a log, and this is where we can save our NCBI result. So again, what we did was we went to the contact list, went to the table, clicked on the row, so one, two, three, so that we can save this contact into a new folder. We then launch the NCBI, blast the NCBI tool, where we can blast the sequence against the NCBI database. And since this is still communicating with the NCBI, let's go ahead and look at the pre-populated analysis that I've done. So let's go ahead and close these different tabs that we have. We can see using that BLAST NCBI, the alignment from our contact against NCBI sequences. We can zoom in to see how well these targets align to our contact. We can also, once again, use the table view to help us navigate through this. And we can see that some of the top hits include Salmonella and our Saracia uh, Marcinus is one of the top hits here as well. So after we blast our NCBI, for those of you who may also have short reads that can be used to polish your context, we have a polish with short read tool here as well. So just like how we imported our long reads, just like how we imported our Fast A, in order to import our FASTQ file, let's go ahead and go to the Illumina import, Illumina, and this is where we can import our Illumina read. Remember, we can import from either locally, from AWS, or from base space. And this is where we can select the paired end reads from Illumina making sure that the paired reads is checked, and then click on Next. This allows us to save our short reads, create a log as always, and let's go ahead and go to today's folder and click on Finish. So just like our long reads, we can keep track of the progress and our short reads just like our long reads look pretty straightforward. So just like our Nova Assemble long reads, just like our Genome alignment, we can launch our tool by clicking on the Polish with reads, select the sequence. So this would be our context that we have Genova assembled. So let's go ahead and select that Genova assembled context. 
We can now select our short reads. So let's go ahead and select the imported short reads. Let's see right here. And again, here are two various different parameters that we can choose from. So this is known as the POA window size. So the POA window size is the size for which the Racken algorithm uses to compute partial order alignments. So that's what POA stands for, partial order alignment. The larger the window, the more global structure may be captured for polishing, but the calculation is much more expensive. So this would require some kind of optimization. But because we have multiple reads aligning to just one context, we have to align all of the reads to the context at once. So that also means that the size of the window limits how many nucleotides are considered at once. So again, if you're unfamiliar with the parameters, feel free to click on that help menu and it will talk about the various different parameters that are required for your polishing. Clicking on next, that allows us to create a report for the polishing, save our polished read context, and then create a log. So let's go ahead and create folder number six. Polish reads. Go ahead and uh, do that. Click on OK. And then click on Finish. So what we can do after we have polished the reads, I'll just let that run in the background. Open up a pre-run analysis is what we can do is after we polish the reads, we can rerun the whole genome alignment between our polished versus non-polished against our reference genome. And then we can generate a average nucleotide identity and average percentage. And this is where we can see that the percentage has increased from 99.83 all the way to 99.93, and our alignment percentage from 99.52 to 99.79. Although some of you may look at that and be like, oh, that's you know only a couple percentages, point percentages. For those of you who may be doing SNP analysis or structural variant, um, these percentages may make a difference between finding a new SNP versus missing those SNPs out. So once again, this is what you can do with the polishing with short reads, or combining your Illumina reads with your Oxford Nanopore or your PAC Bio. So although today we have done the de novo assembly with the polishing reads step-by-step, step, let's go ahead and just uh, stop this. What we can do is we can actually do the entire process by using a workflow. So here in the toolbox, what we can do is we can expand the long read workflow and launch the de novo assemble long reads and polish with short reads workflow. So if we, let's go ahead and close this. If we right click on this workflow and open a copy of the workflow, we can see that the first step to this workflow is to use the long reads, de novo assemble the long reads, and use the context that's produced 
for polishing with short reeds. On the other hand, with the short reeds, we first trim the reeds for quality. After the trim sequences, we use those short reeds for polishing with reeds. And then at the end, we get the polished assemble. that we talked about in the introduction is that all of these steps have report. So we have a report for trim reads. We have a report for assembly, polishing, QC for the sequencing reads. All of those reports can be collected into one and create a sample report here as well. So some of you may be wondering at the beginning, do we have to run these separately? No, you can create your own workflow, or you can use a customized workflow or pre-customized workflow for you to do your analysis. So with that, I think I'll take the second Q&A break to see if there are any questions I can answer live. Thanks, Jim, and thanks everyone. Um, so again, if you guys have any questions, please go ahead and utilize the Q&A box, look at the bottom of your screen to type in uh, those questions. Um, so a question that came up is, um, can I download uh, the NCPI sequences in CLC? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say if you have the accession number and you don't want to go to the NCBI website and reads from SRA. So let's say if you're working with a new species, new sample prep, what have you, you can actually download public data from SRA directly into CLC Genomic Carpenter. You can also download NCBI sequences using the search for sequence.ncbi. So this allows you to search for a particular species, particular uh, accession number, what have you, and download that directly into CLC Genomic Carpenter. Awesome. And so another question that came up is, what if I only have short reads for assembly? Can I still use uh, the workbench? Yeah, absolutely. So once again, if you only have short reads, it's going to be, let's just type in de novo, de novo. So in the de novo sequencing toolbox, you'll see the de novo assembly uh, for short reads. So that is the tool to use to your de novo assembly with just Illumina reads as well. Um, great. And so um, here you showed how to run the workflow. You mentioned that you can modify it. Is it really easy just to add uh, other tools or change things around? Um, let's say if you want to add a new tool and maybe you want to add a drug resistance analysis in here, you can literally just try the tool in. And let's say you want to use the polished sequences. You can just connect the polished sequences to the next output for your analysis. So now, as you can see, not only did we start off with Genova assembly, we polished with the short reads, and using that sequence, we're going to look for resistance. So you can imagine dragging uh, analyzed context, let's say, or drag that in. Do we have a remapping here? I don't think we have any remapping. But if we do have remapping, we can connect that to this to do the analysis. As you can see, very easy to just 
drag in your tool and it just connect to the right element for your analysis. Awesome. And so one of the last questions was, uh, you showed a lot of outputs. Um, is there a way to export those outputs? Let's say if I want to put them in my paper that I'm writing? Yes, very, very good question. So let's say if you want to output this as a graphics, there is this graphics button here on the top left-hand corner. And that's the button that you'll be using to export this into even TIFF, uh, JPEG, et cetera. If you have a table, let's go ahead and look for a sequencing uh, table. We can export this using the export function. And then here's where you can choose the various different formats. So for those of you who may need to export this as a FASTA file, feel free to use the export button and then go ahead and search for FASTA and then export that as well. Awesome. Uh, so now you still have uh, more topics to cover. So uh, we'll go ahead and take our final uh, Q&A break at the end of the session. And again, um, for those of you attending today, if you guys have any questions, continue to fill those in in the Q&A box. Back to you, Tim. Thank you so much, Araceli. And thank you so much, everybody in the audience for participating today and for uh, following along the journey through the long read support in CLC Genomic Workbench. So we talked about we, we talked about a lot of tools today, right? So we talked about uh, Genova Assemble Long Reads. We talked about mapping the reads to a reference. We talked about polishing with short reads. And we also talked about the genome alignment, whole genome alignment, right? We also talked about creating a whole genome alignment and creating the average nucleotide identity comparison. So one of our newest features in CLC Genomics Workbench, for those of you who are looking at structural variants, is we have this structural variant color for long reads. So this tool allows users to use read mappings generated from the map long reads to reference. And using that information, so let's go ahead and go to our read mapping. Let's see, reassembled right here. Using that read mapping, oh, this one. Oh. So using the read mapping, I think I have to update my software here. Um, using the read mapping, we can call either the germline or the somatic and save the result. So let's just go ahead and save all of these various different results. We're just going to save it here at the folder here. So structural variant, a lot of files that we have produced today. This allows us to identify structural variant in our read. So let's go ahead and look at the output here. Structural variant, uh, 16S, structural variant. So this allows us to look at are there particular reads in our result? So in this case, we can see that there is a big insertion between our species or our context supported by read mapping versus the reference genome. So this allows to identify insertions, deletions, structural variants, 
um, all of those various different um, SNPs that you may be looking for in your uh, bacterial species, viral species, eukaryotic species as well. So after we have assembled our reads, after we have assembled our contexts, one of the uh, most popular features within CLC Genomics Workbench is this genome finishing module. So not only can we assemble our genomes, but we can also analyze our genome, annotate from reference. We can create primers and create amplicons to validate our genome assembly using perhaps uh, Sanger sequencing. We can extend context so that, let's say, if we have particular sections with reads supporting that, we can use the extend context to extend that. We can join context to make scaffolds, reassemble regions, and we can remove extension of context. So lots of various different tools that we can use to help us further refine our genome assembly. Again, one of the tools here that I've highlighted is this analyze context in a slideshow, which allows us to look for problem areas. So looking at our analyzed context, we can see that this particular report gives us a mapping summary. It gives us, let's see right here, all of the various different uh, regions that perhaps we have uh, problems with. So again, we can use the mapping to see whether those regions correspond these various different regions that perhaps we need to make a note of. So today we have gone through a lot of the various different tools for de novo assembly. We talked about how to download and install the plugins, importing both our long and short reads, running the long read de novo assembly, mapping those reads to a reference, using BLAST to investigate the context, polish our long read assembly with short reads. We looked at one of our newest features, structural variant analysis for long reads. Then we also talked about the various different genome finishing tools available for you to polish your assembly. Two additional functionalities that just came out in 2024. The first one is the RNA-seq analysis for long reads. And the second one is classify long reads with Amplicon for metagenomics. So our RNA-seq for long reads, what we can do is we can align our various different RNA-seq samples to generate a graph for TPM count, PCA component scatter plot, heat map, as well as a Sankey plot to see how our different genes group with one another. So using that raised hand button, how many of you would find the long reads for RNA-seq analysis to be useful for your research? So anybody in the audience doing RNA-seq with long reads? Okay, I can see a couple people. So this tool is actually quite simple as well. What we can do is we can launch the RNA-seq analysis for long reads. And let's go ahead and jump into the software. Close some of these different windows. So similar to how we set up any of our analysis, we can launch the RNA-seq analysis. Choose where to run this. Selecting next. This is where we can select our sequencing reads. So 
in this case, let's go to the long reads. We have our FASTQ files. Click on next. Here is where we can choose our reference genomes. So for those of you who may have to download the reference genomes, let's go ahead and take a step back. We can find the reference genome in the references button on the top right-hand corner, through the download genomes, and this is where we can download our mouse, rat, human, et cetera, et cetera. So feel free to find either mouse or human, click on the checkbox, and click on download. So once we have our reference files ready to go, let's go ahead and select our reads from our RNA-seq. Here we can select our sequencing file, the gene track, and the mRNA track. So again, reference sequence, we will be able to find that in our reference folder. So here we have our mouse reference right here. We can find our gene track, going to the same folder for mouse. There is our gene track and our mRNA track. Same idea, going to the CLC reference, genome, mouse, and then the mRNA track. Again, if we have spiking, we can include that or um, exclude that. Mapping settings, we can use the automatic settings, or if you would like, feel free to change the parameters in case you have some kind of uh, special genome or perhaps you have a special sequencing uh, technology. And then here for expression settings, we can change the strength settings. We can look at how we calculate expression levels. And then simply click on next allows us to generate a retract, a report. We can collect the unmapped reads. So any long reads that do not map to the mouse genome could be collected. And then we can save and create a log. So for uh, sake of time, let's go ahead and look at what is generated from our long read RNA seq. So in the RNA-seq analysis, what we get is we get a report of our alignment. So how many transcripts for gene, exons, length of transcript. Here we can see that most of our mRNAs align in the forward direction with about 2% aligned to the reverse. We can see that all of the reads have been mapped to our reference genome. So that's actually quite remarkable. Um, this would be the percentage that you'd be looking at for your RNA-seq alignment. And all the various different um, information. So are they aligned to exons, introns, protein coding, et cetera? So we have both a gene track as well as the transcript track. But what can we do with these various different tracks. What we can do is we can combine these various different tracks with additional tools available in the RNA-seq analysis. So that means once we have generated these 
chain expression tracks or transcript expression tracks, we can combine them with the PCA plot, heat map, chain medoid clustering for RNA-seq. If we have differential expression, we can run differential expression, create a Venn diagram, and do a gene set enrichment analysis. So by combining the alignment tracks with these tools, we can further create analysis at the count level, PCA, heat map, and the Sankey plot. And one thing that we talked about in our introduction is that these graphics are interactive. So if we open up, let's say, a expression browser, what we can do is we can sort through them. So let's say the highest gene for this first sample, the highest gene for, let's go all the way to the top, the highest gene for the second sample, the highest gene for the third sample. Let's go ahead and scroll. Let's go ahead and look at that one. By clicking on these, we can go to the second display. And this is where we can list all of the genes here per sample. The interactiveness allows us to group these perhaps based on issue. And these colors may not be so friendly. Uh, so what we can do is click on these little boxes and change these colors. So let's make one red. Let's go ahead and get rid of that. Make the second one perhaps some kind of green. And then make the third one blue. So I like to use the bars here. So this allows us to interactively change all of these various different settings. Right now, this is in total counts. We can change the total counts to, let's say, TPM. And we can also change the text box in real life. So again, allowing us to generate these graphics interactively. And remember, once you've generated the graphics, we can export this using the graphics. So this is possible for the expression browser. It's possible for the PCA plot, heat map, and then the Sankey plot as well. So the last feature that we can explore for long reads is to classify long read amplicons uh, for metagenomics. So using CLC Genomics Workbench, we can generate an abundance table bar graph. We can generate alpha diversity and beta diversity analysis. And we can also generate a heat map for differential abundant species. So using that raised hand button, how many of you are using long reads for your metagenomics? So using that raised hand button, anybody? Okay, so a couple of you are using this particular tool. So similar idea to our de novo assembly, similar idea to our long reads. Let's see what we need to do to generate these different outputs. The first thing we need to do is we need to install a plugin so the metagenomics for long reads is not part of the long reads plugin, but actually part of the microbial genomics module. So feel free to go to the plugins button, download plugins, find that microbial genomics module, download, 
agree to the license and then install that. The second thing that we need to do for metagenomics long reads is we need to download a reference database. So in this case, what we can do is, let's go ahead and close the RNA-seq windows. Let's go ahead and collapse all of the windows. Underneath the microbial genomics module, there is a tab for databases. So this is where we can download 16S Epicon database for our uh, long read support. Those of you who may be doing metagenomics, shotgun, we can also download either a curated microbial reference database or a custom microbial reference database as well. But since the uh, data that I'm using today comes from 16S, V3, V4, let's go ahead and go to the microbial genomics module database, amplicon-based analysis, and click on the amplicon-based database. So that allows us to select the type of database that we want to download. So if you're working with 16S, perhaps you're looking at the Silva SSU, perhaps 28S, uh, 28S LSU. We also have Unite, and we also have green genes as well. So once you have selected the appropriate database, so in this case, let's go ahead and use the SILFA SSU 99%, click on next, agree, and then we can download that database into CLC Genomics Workbench. So in my slideshow, I have a slide for how to download that database. And once we have the plugins, once we have the database, go ahead and import your FASTQ files, and we can run the classify long read amplicon under the metagenomics amplicon based analysis and the classify long read amplicon. So let's go ahead and take a quick look to see what this tool allows us to do. So, again, let's open up a couple of tabs here microbial module. Metagenomics, amplicon-based analysis, and then we can find our classify long read amplicon. Double-clicking on that, we can select our sequencing reads. So in this case, we have 16S long reads. Go ahead and select our reads. And in this case, because we want to process these FASTQ files separately, Let's go ahead and click on this batch button. So again, because we want to process the FASTQ files as individual samples, we need to check the batch box so that the FASTQ files are processed separately. After that, we can check to make sure that the FASTQ files are separated. And here we can select the Amplicon database to use. So again, this is where we can select. Let's go ahead and go to my reference folder. This is where I can select the SSU. And again, feel free to use the automatic alignment parameters. If you want, feel free to play around with these different parameters and the abundance estimation here 
as well. Click on next. We can save our results. We can create a report. We can also collect the unmapped reads as well. And then we can simply save that to our location of interest. So again, because of the sake of time, we have some pre-processed data to look at. So the result is a abundance table where we can create a bar graph for the individual chart. We also have a report here for all of our various different samples. So after we've created our abundance table individually, what we can do is similar to our RNA-seq tool, we can combine all of these abundance tables first by merging them into one and then running the various different analysis here, such as the alpha diversity, beta diversity, from ANOVA analysis, put differential abundance analysis, and then create a heat map at the end. So what we can do again is underneath the metagenomics tab, we have the abundance analysis. So this is the one that we want. Then let's go ahead and merge our abundance tables together. So we can select the individual abundance tables from each sample. And this allows us to merge these samples together. And let's go ahead and just open up the merged samples so that rather than combining, looking at one bar chart at a time, so here is the individual bar chart, individual bar chart, individual bar chart. We can combine all four of them together to compare across. And then we can use this merged abundance table for alpha diversity. So again, we're going to use the merge table for the alpha diversity. We can use that merge table for beta diversity. So again, use that merge table for beta diversity. We can do a differential abundance analysis from ANOVA analysis. We can create a heat map for abundance. So let's again, look at some of these results. So at the end, we should be able to generate a alpha diversity curve where we can, again, use the interactiveness of the software to help us illustrate our alpha diversity, our beta diversity. Here, let's go ahead and change that background to white so that we can see the four different samples. We can generate a differential abundance analysis and then finally generate a heat map where we can interactively change the display of this heat map to highlight the differences amongst these various different samples. So with that, Today, we talked about Hygen CLC Genomics Workbench for NGA analysis, NGS analysis. Although today we focus on long read analysis and using the long read uh, analysis combined with RNA-seq as well as uh, microbiome profiling, um, this software also does all types of NGA analysis with both long reads and short reads as well. 
Some of the results that we looked at today include genome assembly using log reads, whole genome alignment, average nucleotide identity, as well as alignment percentage analysis, BLAST. We also looked at long read RNA-seq analysis to generate a count graph, PCA plot, heat map, as well as a Senke plot. And finally, we looked at using long read support in CLC Genomics Workbench for OTU abundance table, alpha, beta diversity, as well as a differential abundance heat map as well. So thank you very much, everybody, for attending today's webinar and training. Thank you to Araceli and Dev for answering all the scientific questions. And thank you to Nicole and Paul for uh, hopping on the call to answer any licensing questions that the audience uh, has. So uh, with that, thank you very much to all the attendees and uh, I'd be happy to take any final questions. Thank you, Tim, for that wonderful presentation. So um, before we take any questions, I just want to let you guys know that I've launched our last uh, meeting survey just kind of help us uh, get some feedback in terms of how you felt about today's training, as well as a uh, SurveyMonkey uh, link in the chat box. Um, so you guys, if you have any feedback, uh, it'd be great to let us know. Um, in the meantime, while you guys fill out those surveys, uh, there are a couple questions that came in. Um, so one of the questions that came in is, I'm new to CLC and you mentioned that there's tutorials. How do I get access to those? Yeah, absolutely. So there are two ways to get into the tutorials. So in the software, if you go to help, there is a online tutorials button here. So again, help, online tutorials, and that allows you to access the online tutorials page. And then this is where you can download all of the various different tutorials, as well as example data to help you learn about the software, all of the various features so that uh, you can use the software to its maximum capacity. So here we have both Nova assembly or paired data. So this would be for your Illumina, long read and short read polishing. So that is from uh, today's webinar for the first section. And one of the tools that's really useful, and I, I can't uh, emphasize this enough, is the download and download reads from SRA. So if you come across a study that has uh, deposited their reads in SRA, use this to download those reads and use the various tools to help you analyze their data, help you learn about the software, and try out the analysis even before you set up your own wet map experiment. Awesome. Um, so one of the questions that came up is during the QC of the reads, how do I determine all the adapters or primer sequences were removed? Mm -hmm. So if you look at the uh, the QC report, let's see if I have one uh, available. One thing that you can do is I believe I have some, let's see, you'll have to bear with me for a second here. One thing you can do is you can look to see if there is a high percentage of duplicated reads. So that would be one thing that you can do. Let's see if I have, oh, there we go. So you can see if there are any duplication um, available there. And it will also look at any fibmer enrichment you have. So fibmer enrichment, overrepresentation analysis. So this is where you'll see if you have any duplication. And if you look at the supplemental report, you'll be able to see even further if there are any overrepresented in a um, sequence analysis. 
So feel free to reach out if you need additional assistance or help. We'll be more than happy to do uh, a follow-up session if you need more information about how to interpret your QC report. Awesome. And so a question came up regarding uh, utilizing um, 16S uh, data sets within mm -hmm. um, the genetic workbench. Um, can you, do we have tools to determine bacterial metabolic functions? Yeah, so one of the things that we can do is you can uh, use the, you can use the, sorry, I have to remember the acronym for it. So you can use the 16S and then you can actually infer the function from it. And then you can use the functional profiling available within CLC Genomics Workbench. So that is available within the software for you to uh, try out. And I'm trying to look for the uh, look for the uh, tool for you. Awesome. And so just to kind of review, if um, you just have any questions about the tools, what they are, what they do, what's a good way to get help on that? Yeah. So. Feel free to reach out to our technical support team. So technical support using the top right-hand corner. And then this is where you can ask technical questions, scientific questions you may have about the different tools, or even you just want to what, even if you are just curious if certain things can be done in the software, feel free to reach out and we'll be more than happy to help you out. Awesome. Um, so it doesn't look like we have any questions in the queue. So again, we're just going to give you guys a couple more seconds to type in those last minute Q&A questions. And again, um, thank you for filling out that survey. It uh, really helps us uh, keep track of, you know, how we're doing. And then again, um, that SurveyMonkey uh, link can also be useful. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, paste it again in the chat box just for you guys um, to have access to. So, Oh, sorry. So the further user asking about 16S uh, functional profiling, it is under the infer functional profile. So that is the tool to use for uh, 16S. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and give you guys just a couple more seconds to type in those last minute Q&A questions. And again, thank you everyone for attending today's session. Uh, thank you, Tim, for doing an amazing job. Uh, there's a lot of material and it was really um, well explained and I, I enjoyed it. Um, and so we hope to see you guys in uh, future trainings. And again, um, for those of you that did join in last minute, I'm just going to go ahead and type in uh, today's slides that Tim made um, so you guys can have that as well. Thank you very much, everybody, for attending. And once again, thank you, Araceli, Dev, and Paul for helping our users out.